cover and blame it on the season. It ain't no kind of reason, baby, why I come and go. I had a lover, she felt as good as trees, and you can't ask her if it's pleasing, you can't ask the wind to blow. And I would buy for you a diamond or myself some gasoline If I can't afford you, darling, and I can't afford to dream And is it time I should be moving? Is it time I settle down? Will I sit still or will I feel the wheels spinning around? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Politics on the Rocks for episode 8. That was Diamonds and Gasoline by Turnpike Troubadours. I'll tell you what, that song will make you miss someone you never met. I'll tell you <laughs> what, boy. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Nick. As as always, hey, same every week. To my right, we have Chris. What's going on? We got guys? Bookie across the table. Oh, were you going to say something? No, she's going to say what's up. Oh, all right. What's up, man? What's up, We got Bookie across the table. <laughs> How about who What's up? And directly across from me, we have Cameron. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, so our special guest for tonight is Old Forester, single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. So this is... Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's pretty good. Well, I, I think only half of us have tried it, so... Yeah, I'm still I'm oh. still sipping on my, my dinner whiskey. What let are me, you guys waiting for? <laughs> I gave a little oh, yeah. sip. I, I I like it so yeah, far. It's pretty so, good. It's a it's a uh, hundred proof whiskey, so it's a little, it's a little, little stronger strong. than some yeah. of the other bottles. It's had. not a barrel strength, is it? No. Yo, no how bad would that a, be uh, if you just poured that all over the mixer? Yeah, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think barrel strengths are usually between like fifty five and sixty. Yeah, we should get one of those because we oh, don't, yeah. yeah. No, this is this is pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like yeah, sh- that's good. Yeah. It's right. strong, but it doesn't have the pepper. Yeah. Oh, let me get a sip before we move on. <laughs> mm. Yo, you know what's going to sound nuts? The second it hit my lips, it reminded me of licorice. Mm. That's not too nuts. I think that is I something could, people yeah, taste. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm getting anyway. like, a, like a caramel aftertaste mm. kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. Mm. That's really, really nice. It is nice. Um. So, yeah. So, um. We want to give a shout out to nobody this week because nobody did anything cool for us. Um, <laughs> uh, if you guys have suggestions for what you want to uh, see us drink, see us smoke, or hear us talk about, shoot us a message and follow us on Instagram at politics dot on the rocks. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be covering uh, two topics we have on the agenda. We have. Um, uh, Florida, after the uh, the high-rise condo in Surfside, the Champlain Towers, after they collapsed, uh, there's quite a few people that are looking to revise some of the regulations with um, high-rise and multifamily, multifamily buildings, condos specifically. And then we're also going to talk about Nikki Freed calling on the Supreme Court to revisit a 1987 gun law and uh, possibly abolish or uh, repeal or whatever whatever she's looking to do. So uh, with that being said, Book, take us away. All right. So first we're going to talk about the uh, committee for the new condo regulations. So it's actually the Florida Bar 
it's assembled a collection of experts to conduct a thorough review of the state's condo laws. Uh, and they're going to make policy recommendations based on what they see and then send that over to the state. So uh, I'm assuming the Florida Senate and Congress and along with Daddy D, they're going to take a look at it and mm-hmm. do whatever they want to do with it, I guess. Hmm. So what do, we, what do we think about this? I don't know. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> there's definitely some, like reading through some of the articles, it seems like there's definitely some, you know, shady kind of practices going on where inspection reports that are calling for, you know, engineers are going there and checking out the structure and they're saying that there's issues, there's corroding reinforcement, which is horrible sign. Like as soon as moisture touches reinforcement, you're, that member's done. Like it needs to be replaced because it's just going to get worse exponentially yeah. fast. Nothing bad. But, nothing uh, worse than a bad member. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rusty member. So no good. So yeah, it's, uh, it seems like there was a couple um, engineers reports for the Surfside condo that were calling for millions of dollars in repairs and they were kind of ignored. Yep. Because um, the, the way things are now is that once a high-rise condo like that is 40 years old, they have to run a full uh, structural and electrical analysis on, on the building, and they have to inspect all, all of that stuff. Yeah, and from everything, not not to cut you off, but from everything uh, everything I was reading, the as, as the law, like you said, states now every 40 years they have to have these, you know, ana- these structural analysis is ran. But I guess how the law is currently written, it's extremely vague. So there's no hard start or hard end point from when these uh, these projects, because a lot of times they're very expensive and they're very lengthy to get these, you know, these engineering analysis is done. Um it's very vague in regard to when that analysis needs to that the project needs to start and when it needs to be completed by. So a lot of these buildings are getting away with going well, well, well beyond the forty year mark because of how long you know, especially excuse me, especially for some of these bigger buildings, how long, you know, these analysis can take. And not not just the analysis, but if there needs to be repairs you know that's that's another however many years on top of the you know year or two it takes to run these uh you know calculations so and that building that collapsed was exactly 40 years old right and they had just started doing the well yeah the, the last yeah the latest or the earliest i seen anything uh, um was a 2008 report i don't know if you guys seen something similar stating the same thing that you said earlier that the um the it, and and this is a big thing, you know. Chris and I have uh, backgrounds in engineering. When it comes to concrete, it does very well in compression, and it does um, from a analysis and calculation standpoint. You don't even regard the concrete intention. So, you know, when you when you push something together, that's compression. When you pull something apart, that's tension. If you have anything that's in tension with concrete, you don't even consider the concrete as a structural member. You only consider the reinforcement. So in this case, the rebar and tensioning rods and things like that. So once those tensioning rods start corroding, it's 
you, from a calculation standpoint, you have zero structural integrity left in that whatever section you're looking at in the building. So for, you know, being on the water, especially salt water, you know, that's a, that's a massive deal. So for them to see that in 2018 and, you know, nothing had been done and, you know, that, I mean, look at the building. This is the result of what, you know, what that, what happens when that kind of thing happens. But obviously, they, so I, I saw those things too. That, that that's all background too. We, we're not even talking about regulation, but yeah, go ahead. But uh, they for sure don't know what happened, though, right? Right. That, that's still going to be probably a year or two out. They, yeah, I would they're they, you're correct. They don't have you know they they haven't completed their they're still in the recovery their failure process. analysis, right? Yeah. But they're pretty confident it's because of the you yeah. know corroded and ex- yeah. I guess my only thing. Before we get into the regulation, is it's still a, like anomaly, like out of proportion, like this has mm. never been seen right before. Yeah, on this scale, at least it is. Yeah, it's it's really odd. Uh, Most of them you see are bridges. Yeah, where it's bridges just, like, in a America total failure like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's typically, not even when you see something fail, um, you know the way things are designed. Typically, it's not going to be a total failure where it just collapses right. in on top of itself right. like that. Right. Yeah, you'll have things that yield kind of before they completely. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So I guess the question I have, especially for you two over there, um, you think added state regulations are going to be necessary to combat this if it's even an issue? I don't know. I mean, I think that there's definitely some, from what I've been reading, there's definitely some evidence of maybe the condo, the you know company who owns the condos kind of being negligent yeah. because they um, just ignored the the reports essentially, and uh, the reports were actually never submitted to the building officials. They were because the engineer is working for the client, so he submits the report to the client. Yep. If the client doesn't submit it to the building department, which, you know, why would they if it's saying that their building is shit and it's about to fall over? Right. Uh, then nobody really knows, you know? And, you know, the engineer can't just, I mean, he could, I guess, submit it to the county himself. But that's but, not his job. He, yeah, he's right. going around the client at that point. And, and I, I, I would yeah. assume he would have no reason to think they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's part of a, the forty-year mandated mm. inspection process, so there's no reason to, yeah, think it wouldn't make it make its way to the building department. Yeah, it's kind of one of those. It's it's yeah, I don't. Know, it's one of those weird things where like, you obviously want buildings to be safe, right? But you know, you look at it and you're like, well, is more regulation good and? You know, I can't think of any circumstance where more regulation is ever a good thing. Mm. And, you know, on the surface, it might seem like, oh, well, you know, building codes are important. It's like, yeah, that's true. But who's to say that the state needs to be the the sole arbiter of, you know, what's considered safe or, you know, however you want to look at it. And I, I think a big problem we're seeing is there's so many, you know, backdoor kind of dealings and you know secret handshakes that a lot of times when something like this happens and it does get exposed that you know some of the uh you know the whether it be the owners of the building or the engineers or you know whoever it was responsible for the negligence they never really see any consequences i mean they might have to pay you know 
you know, pay some, you know, reparations to these families or whatever it is, some fines to the state. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you own a condo building, a two, three, four million dollar fine isn't going to put you out of business, right? Yeah, not sure. I mean, <laughs> I w- but I would think. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I, ju- I just feel like there's too much like backdoor kind of, you know, rub jobs that you know <laughs> no no one no one ever really faces. Mm-hmm. You Justice. know, conse- yeah, consequences for. Well, I feel like when someone in the private sector screws up and people die. Typically, someone goes to jail, and then there's a lot more government regulation that comes in <clears throat> on the tail of that. And then when someone in the public sector screws up and people die, uh, there's a lot of more regulation, and that's it. Like, no one goes to jail. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it results in kind of the same thing as far as regulation goes, but uh, you, I feel like you see a big difference in the, mm. the punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so the big I think uh, – oh, Go ahead, Cam. No, I, I just think uh, – like, if you're going to start talking about regulation, I I feel like in this particular situation, it's just a little too soon, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I mean, I, I know that there's maybe some, like, from an engineering and architect uh, standpoint, there may be, like, some ideas about, like, what possibly have happened. But how can you start talking about, revel- re- you know, regulation before you actually know definitive what answer. took place, you know? So it's yeah. like, I think it's a little bit... um. Yeah, like if Premature. the cause was in that engineer's report that right. I think it was done in January, um, then, you know, he did his job. That was, like, he inspected the building. He right. found what was the problem. And then if that's what caused the collapse, then it's just people exactly people didn't act on it. Like, that's, exactly. the, that's the problem. Yeah. And I think There's it, no amount of regulation that's going to fix that. Right. I, yeah, I think a thing that has to be said is when it comes to a condo building, you kind of think of it as a, a HOA in a mm-hmm. sense where everybody's bought in and they have to pay a fee every year, you know, however much it is. And it's up to the condo board of officials, whatever they're called, to actually collect money and save it for repairs. Right. So it's not as easy in a sense of, like, if you own your own house because you're the one that controls that and you can make mm-hmm. that decision. Now you're dealing with, you know, however many people were living in there, hundreds of people, where – you know, if you're only if you're asking these people to give you two thousand dollars a year, and you, know, I think it came out they only had like seven hundred thousand dollars in reserve funds to upgrade the building. Oh, oh yeah, that's not no. <laughs> that's yeah, that's nowhere so, near enough to. But then do. you have to think too mm. is when they get that report, if they're like, "Hey, we got to pay for this. We got to ask the people who live here for more money." More people are like, "Like, we don't want to pay you." Yeah, right. right? That's just natural human instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, definitely a yeah because they're just gonna be like. I pay you like this amount of money a year. What are you doing with it? Like, you, yeah. <laughs> why don't you have me reserve funds for it to fix this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and from their perspective, it's, I mean, it's kind of a fair argument, right? That's what you're paying your, your dues for, yep. for upkeep and, you know, it's, groundkeeping. And it's like a small version of a government, right? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're taxing you. They're asking for money. And then when you need it, Oh, we don't have. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually pretty we interesting. Need more. Okay. I looked into this a little more. And when you have a condo and you have to have your – kind of like we actually have an HOA. It's like legal things happen. You have to have like your actual board that gets voted. And a condo, it's the same thing. And the fees that the condo collects, they actually have to give a cut of that to the government. And the state collects this. And they found out – it's not a ton of money, but over the past uh, – what was this? I think 10 years or so, uh, the government's took in – or taken out, sorry – 65 million dollars from that 
tax money they've gotten out of 167 million and put that into the general funds of Florida. Hmm. And what this fund is supposed to do is the money they take from the taxes from the condos are to go towards education uh, for the board members so they know, like, hey, this is what you're supposed to look for. This is, like, you know, these are the type of tests or, you know, inspections you should be getting every so often, along with uh, reviewing complaints from the actual condo uh, residents. So it's just kind of interesting that, like, there is governments already, like, as we already know, is in play with these things. They have their hands in everything. Um, It was just kind of interesting to see that they take money from the top of what people are paying for their dues. They take a big chunk or a certain amount of chunk for that. Mm -hmm. And then they're taking money from that pool and putting it to something else. Hmm. So so they're kind of, like, robbing these people of their funds that they would use for these types of projects. Yeah. I don't know how much it is. And, you know, maybe it wouldn't make that much difference, but Mm -hmm. still... A difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's still, at the end of the day, it's still money that the government has no business taking. Yeah, and yeah. then they take it and they don't even use it, all of it, towards what it's supposed to be used for. And right. it's like, with a building like this, like, it was 40 years old, you would think that after 40 years, they would have built up some sort of nest egg, you know, planning for the fact that this building was going to need some repairs. And that's where it just comes down to having good managers for yep. these buildings, people who know what the hell they're doing. Because if they're... Because one of the things I saw that was wrong with this building was there was constantly water in the basement or something like that in the uh, the ground floor parking. And, uh, I mean, that could lead to some, like, long-term – like, if that keeps happening uh, over and over, over a long period of time, that can definitely uh, lead to some um, – some structural issues or some big time, some, especially the way concrete absorbs, you know, moisture yes, like that, that and Capital also reaction will carry it all uh, to the rebar and mm, that. And also it affects the soils underneath the structure. Cause it's like a suction effect kind of, right. But, um, it, you know, if you have like a shitty manager, who's just, instead of finding the problem and fixing it because it's going to be too expensive, he's just like renting a pump to pump out the water for yeah. years and it's like, well, you could have put that money into something more useful. You more know? permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think this, unfortunately, just comes down to, you know, when we talk about a state where there's less state, <laughs> you know, this would happen, I think, regardless of the government being here or not. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's life, right? I mean, this is going to happen. And without, in my opinion, without government intervention and more regulation, I think we've seen already condos around the area have already started getting their own inspections. Right. They've condemned a couple of them for, you know, added uh, improvements. So, you know, us as humans, if things are fine, things are fine. And then when they're not fine, shit hits the fan. Right. So it's just. Yeah, I, I don't think it, just to kind of snowball off what you were saying. Yeah. And to bring up, a, you know, a point Cameron made, uh, you know, previous episodes. People don't do things or don't do things because they're illegal, right? We don't do crack cocaine because, you know, it, or I'm sorry, we don't not do crack because it's illegal. We don't do it because it's, it'll fuck your whole life up, right? Same way, these, these condo buildings, mm. it's not like, you know, uh, I mean, we have all these regulations already and it happened, right? right. So there's going to be, these companies or people or corporations or whatever it is that own these buildings that are scumbags. They just don't give a fuck. They're mm-hmm. going to overlook these engineering reports. They're going to overlook these regulations and they're going to do what they're going to do regardless of the law. Right. 
So I don't know why more regulation and more state power is the answer because it's going to happen regardless. So what is like, what are we doing implementing more laws and more regulations? The good one, you know, the good corporations and people and organizations that own these buildings, they're going to do these things, not because it's the law. I mean, that might play some role, right? I mean, you don't want to get fines and things like that, but they don't want their fucking building to collapse and kill (laughs) hundreds of people. Right. I mean, right. It's like a business doesn't want to ruin its business. Exactly. You know, whether it's, whether it's a, whether it's a moral thing, like, oh, we don't want 200 people, you know, 200 families to die. Or it's a, a money thing, like, oh, we don't want to kill 200 of our customers. They're, they're gonna do these things to maintain their buildings, to keep mm-hmm. people safe. Regardless if, like I said, it's for their lives or for their money. Like, regardless, they're gonna do these things. And we don't, yeah, I, I just don't think we need the state to, yeah, step in and, you know, hold their hand and make sure that they do it. Like you said, it's, I don't think the regulation is really necessary because I think, um, I mean, we've already seen a, a bunch of the buildings around there have started kicks, like jump starting their 40 year inspection without even being asked to. Um, they're just like, you know, 30 year old buildings, 35 year old yep. buildings. People are just, they're just like, all right, yeah, let's start those inspections now. So you're already seeing as a result of this disaster, I mean, as terrible as it is, kind of like a silver lining is it's kind of waking up uh, people, uh, building owners in that area and, and probably around the country in general to just like, yeah, you should you should uh, pay attention to these you right. know, inspection reports and you should take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just part of life. Mm. Like, it's unfortunate. People but... kind of like get lax whenever there, nothing happens for a while, you know? Agreed. <laughs> yeah. It's like with anything. Yeah. You know? Mm. And it's uh, it's unfortunate that it has to come to something this drastic to remind people, like, hey, you know, your buildings do decay, and you do need to look at these things. But at the end of the day, just to you know, not not to repeat myself, but you know, the government making laws is not gonna that's that's not what motivates people to do these things. You know, it, it might to a certain degree, but I think overall, the bigger contributing factor is these people don't want to lose their buildings and the people inside their buildings that are paying their salaries, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure it's woken some people up who rent slash own a condo in these buildings to not to be, you know, crass or anything. Cause I, you know, it was a tragedy, but like to have some personal responsibility to go forward, not just write the check every year, but say, right. Hey, what's going on in those meetings? Like, yeah. Are we getting reports on, you know, every so often or what's our damages look like? And when the HOA does come around and says, hey, we have some serious structural issues and we need, you know, more money, you know, some of these residents need to realize it's a serious, serious problem. Yeah. It's not just, you know, the HOA trying to um, scrounge more pennies yeah. out of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus. No, but, uh, Phones on silent, boys. The, the last <laughs> thing I just wanted to say was uh, this might turn into like a good example of what government likes to do is they take a tragedy and turn into a oh never waste a tragedy yeah right who said that that? every time uh someone was george w bush Mm, i'll look it up but yeah so they always take a tragedy and it always opens up them but think about the lives we could save yeah oh my god that reminded me we're only gonna spy on terrorists (laughs) never good never waste a good crisis was that Uh, winston churchill no rom emmanuel Oh right. Yep. Oh nice. Never, never thought, waste uh, a good crisis. I don't know why I thought Winston so, Churchill. So, so to just like, react. oh wait, 
Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, hold on a second. <laughs> no, to, okay, uh, to reiterate what you guys have already said, because the argument is like, if there were more regulations, then people wouldn't have the ability to be sort of negligent, right? Mm-hmm. But you're saying... From, oh, Winston Churchill, I guess, the, was the uh, first. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, super Nailed important. Um, <laughs> no. No, just, uh, just from... Uh, anyways, what was I saying? Uh, that... Um, what was I gonna say? What the hell was I saying? Damn, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. You like to do that to me. Uh, <laughs> I do it to everyone, man. No, no, like so. If you had a reg- re- regulation, then they wouldn't have like room to be negligent. But mm. because of what has already happened, you're saying that that probably has really spread more of a uh, short, sort of a shockwave in the community of people who like own and or are part of the HOA of these buildings. You know, mm-hmm. to to really take a deeper look into setting just. Not really having much of a part in like the HOA and what's actually happening with the building, which I think is probably fair. I mean, I, I think that's probably probably is this probably a good wake up call for people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't I, like you like Nick already said. There's already regulation. Uh, I mean, and it still happened, right? And and it also Bookie mentioned it's sort of an anomaly. This is not like there's buildings falling around, falling down all over the place. Yeah. You know, and and also, and I, I mentioned this already. It's a little premature. We don't really know what happened yet. Right. Let's figure out what happened, especially before you start talking about more government, you know, laws and intervention and yep. regulation. Yeah, maybe we got ourselves a little Tower Seven. Yeah, let's say. Yeah. Was there any jet, jet, Was there any jet fuel in there? <laughs> well, <laughs> jet fuel doesn't melt concrete beams. <laughs> what about rebar? <laughs> When does concrete melt? Do you know? I don't know. Point of it's pretty fucking high. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Probably makes it stronger at first. Yeah. <laughs> I seen a couple people, and Chris and I talked about this. Um, a couple people pointed out uh, the the strange, I guess the strange coincidence, I guess is the best way that I can say it. Uh, the coincidence that like three days before... The Navy had their experimental. They they were running oh, structural tests on their yeah. ships or one of their ships, um, you know. So they were like setting off bombs. I think a hundred miles off the coast of Miami. What was it like a forty ton bomb or something? Yeah, like they that? they were setting off some big shit. They they did a bunch of yeah. They they blew up a lot of stuff out there. But I guess what did it register? A four point or a three point. Two, what was it? Three point four, I think. Three point four earthquake on that 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 was what was felt in Miami. Um, what a lot of people don't understand, you know, a, a lot of people wanted to, uh, blame the, the tests. Yeah. Blame the, te- or blame the, yeah. Blame the tests on why the building fell. Uh, I, I did a little digging and the amount of energy dumped from a 3.2 or I'll even be conservative and say a four magnitude earthquake it's it's really not that much. It's probably close to like um, I think I think four tons of TNT, which you know if if you do any amount of research on you know destruct like destruction and demolition those kinds of things, it's really not that much. And uh, a four magnitude earthquake is the threshold for what a human can actually feel on land. So I don't I don't really think that that had anything to do. I mean I I could be wrong I could be wrong but yeah a four was... magnitude earthquake is is very low. How the magnitude how the Richter scale works is it grows exponentially. So that means um 
if you're familiar with mathematics, to the power. So that's that's what exponential is. It's that times itself. So it grows very quickly. It goes from nothing to a little bit to a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. So like so, a five is way stronger than a three. Right. <laughs> and yeah, so a f- like a four is really like the, it's almost not even an earthquake. Like in, if we didn't have seismographic monitors and things to measure that you you wouldn't even feel uh that mm. 3.2 or whatever they said that it was mm. you know it generated on land so i don't think that that had anything to do with it i could be wrong i, yeah, I, I was, was wrong once before <laughs> when i thought i was wrong so one knows? time um i was definitely looking into that when you <laughs> mentioned that because um like i said to you the in florida it's one of those areas in the u.s where they don't consider seismic considerations at all for structural right engineers right um it's like i believe it's florida parts of like texas and the midwest just areas that don't experience mm-hmm. earthquakes ever so yeah so I, it could have i mean who knows it could have but um i mean we've had much larger demolition you know controlled demolitions of buildings and i don't think right. that i don't think we're gonna find that, that had anything to do with it yeah. And even if it did, we still probably wouldn't find out because, yeah. you know, that's how government works. Because the Navy did it. Yeah. <laughs> the Navy did it. Good point. Yeah. All right. So what, what, what's the saying? Tax is evil. Government bad. Yeah. Something Regulation like bad. Yeah. It's pretty much the theme. So mm-hmm. you guys want to move on to the next topic? Yeah. I think the next topic well. will I'll be, we'll this will be, be a good to, one. Yeah. This will be a good one because we'll get, get to like heated, I think. Yeah. It'll get heated and we'll be able to go like. Into some, some to deep dive into we'll, what we feel about. We'll gun branch rights out. And, yeah. So this is the, the yeah. Key. So not. Go ahead. I, I feel like I say this all the time. Not to cut you off. Um. What what. <laughs> so what we originally set out to do when we started this podcast was to try and keep it light. You know, we're just four dudes getting drunk, smoking cigars, and talking shit. The first couple episodes, you know, we were just kind of getting a feel for it where I think we all kind of, you know, we talked about this before, I think episode six or seven or whatever it was. And we're kind of getting to that point where we're a little more comfortable talking into microphones. And so it's getting, I, I, I hope you guys see it. And I think, you know, us here at the, you know, at the table do, uh, it's getting a little more relaxed and we're starting to, we're starting to be able to to kind of branch some of these local topics more into you know the bigger picture, like more federal topics, and uh, yeah, I, I I just wanted to make that point because I think moving forward, I think these topics are going to get a lot more interesting for us, if not not only for us, but you know for you guys as the listeners, because yeah, I mean our goal is to like provide some some actual value, you know, not just uh, bring shit up and. I yeah, I think it's good that because, you know, a lot of people don't really pay attention to local politics that much. So mm. the fact that we do local politics is not only helpful to us because I admittedly, I don't I never really paid attention to local politics until we started this. But it's a it's a good way for us to kind of segue some local politics into bigger stuff and kind of just broaden the scope of maybe how you view things. So yeah. and yeah. local politics ultimately have a much higher impact on your day-to-day life oh, than big time. federal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and then also, you know, just to pay back on what you're saying there, just to give he was a, nodding at me. Um, a, like a clear, <laughs> like, uh, um, sort of articulated 
examples and so forth of like why we believe the things we believe. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. and so. And I think that's why everyone appreciates what we're doing. Yeah, people love us. I know. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. Really- I can't even, like, I have to wear, like, a wig and stuff when I go out now. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of wig do you wear? Hey, whatever you want me to wear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like one of those. Okay. Yeah. You're like, uh, what's your yeah. face from uh, Shits Creek? Yeah, yeah, Moira. <laughs> Moira. Yeah, I got a whole collection of them. <laughs> I have to, man. I can't be, I just recognize too much outside of my house. It's, yeah. it's, crazy. it's not a good thing. All right, anyway, moving forward. So, so Nikki Freed? Freed these nuts. Nikki Freed. <laughs> Nikki Freed these nuts. So she's the head of agricultural? Yeah, department ag- of yeah, the agricultural department. I so yeah. for those of you who don't know, the Department of Agriculture is who deals with um, concealed carry permits in the state of Florida. That makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, it's mm. I. <laughs> me and Chris talked about it on the on the ride over here mm-hmm. um, to so, our to our awesome amazing studio. No, and we kind of feel like that was a political move of some sort. Well, just just to yeah before you guys do that yeah um, yeah yeah j- jump you, into oh, it. Yeah, yeah you let's mentioned the topic. yeah you mentioned the beginning but. Sh- the her and a couple of her uh, her political friends made a lawsuit to go against a law from 1987, which uh, what it does is states that no city or municipality can have a stricter gun law than the state of Florida. So it's something we've talked about before, which is uh, Repar- uh, d- preemption. D- preemption, correct. So it's that just states that whatever the state has, you have to follow completely. Um, I think with this gun law, you know, it can be fined. You can be almost kicked out of office after a certain amount of time. And so her and her friends are trying to get rid of that law. They brought to a local court. The court sided with the law. Then they, whatever the term is, resent it to a... Appealed it. Appealed it to a higher court. They sided with her. So now it's going to the floor Supreme Court. Is it actually going to the Supreme Court? Because what I, what I read... And it, this could have been an old argument or old article, but it said that she was calling on the Supreme Court to look into it. Or is it confirmed that it's actually going to the Supreme Court? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure how, how that works. But I do believe because it was repealed. Disputed, right. Disputed, it can go up to the next form. Okay. Um, but I think her calling on it is maybe like a gesture and like yeah. one of those political movements you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think there's kind of a corded, uh, it seems like there's a coordinated effort among Democrats right now because, um, Andrew Cuomo just declared, uh, gun violence a state emergency in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had a famous quote. I think he said, what we did with COVID, we want to do with guns. That, that's a real quote. That's a real quote. Yeah, that's a that's verbatim. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I love it because all the memes are like, oh, <laughs> I guess he's going to send mass shooters into nursing homes and then lie about how many, you know, grandparents were killed. Oh, man. Hide your grandparents, folks. Just remember, that's a guy who possibly wrote a book during the COVID crisis. No, he just hired some guy. Yeah, exactly. But still. (laughs) Oh, man. He didn't read a word of it. I love how everyone forgot about all the scandals surrounding him. They always do, man. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of just disappeared, didn't it? You know, I came from New York and it just blows my mind. Because every year it seems like there's a major scandal with that guy, and it's just gone within a year. By Jeez. the time election comes around, it's gone, wow. and it—I don't know how or why. That's what happens when you have the corporate press on so, your side. That's man. what happens yeah. when you are the mafia. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> sauce monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll edit that part out. No, but it's it, it's funny because I remember uh, I remember about a year and a half ago when you know all this started happening. Uh, me and Chris, I, I think we were shooting or something. I don't know, I can't remember what we were doing, but we were hanging out, and he was saying, and and I got to give you props, Chris, because you you called it before a lot of people did. Uh, even some of the you know the big time you know libertarian and anarchist you know guys. You, I remember you telling me, you're like, watch, they're going to use this for everything now. The whole, you know, national declare thing. emergency yep. thing. Yep. Yep. And sure enough, climate they change, gun yep. control. And, and that's exactly the order it went in. It went from the coronavirus, then, you know, once things started semi cooling down, you know, and when I say that, I mean like Texas and Florida and like, you know, we started seeing results contrary to what the the air quotes science was saying right shout out to tom woods tom woods thank you sir you're a incredible um but no right as, as soon as everything kind of started slowing down with that they they jumped the ship and they said we need to do almost verbatim what they're saying now with the gun violence they said we need to do for uh global warming what we did with coronavirus and now they're saying the same exact tune mm. you know singing the same tune with gun violence mm. and I, I just wanna, terrifying. Yeah. yeah i just want to be clear too the reason why they're going after this law nikki freed and her These friends nuts. are uh because they want to have stricter gun These laws nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. they want to have stricter gun laws and uh i think a couple of the people who are grouped with her are from the area that the parkland shooting was from so <laughs> Yeah. The way the yeah. law stands now, they can't make stricter gun laws because they have to follow the Florida state law. It's funny because um, – so one of the things Nikki Freed said uh, when she made this call to re- you know review the, the 1987 law was she said uh, <clears throat> that gun violence is an epidemic right now. And then she invoked the Parkland, Parkland shooting. So it's like apparently it's such yeah. an epidemic that you have to invoke an event that happened – Four years ago, <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, it's, yeah. Not, like it's happening every day. <laughs> yeah, an epidemic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so does what is the what is the law? The 1987 law. So it it, it basically just says that a, a county or city can't have a stricter gun regulation okay. than the state level gun regulation. Okay. Right. And then and they, then they oh, added. Sorry. Yeah, Chris was yeah. just about to say this, but in 2011 they added that if a mayor or councilman or whatever it may well not councilman but if if any sort of you know local county level or city level politician tried to invoke a stronger law than the state they would be fined and potentially removed from office Mm. and that um correct me if i'm wrong that is that's something that I think she attacked first. She attacked it to that because that happened in 2011. She attacked that first, and now she's pushing to yeah. attack the whole, right. you know, 1987. I'm not, not sure many... if it was her yeah. that was there whenever they um, they went against the 2011 law, but they, yeah, it was Democrats. So. There's not there's not many laws that I'm for, but laws that say you can't add more laws. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. Yeah. It's just potential to backfire whenever, you know, people who direction. don't like gun rights yeah. take control of Florida True. State and then they enact gun rights and then, you know, everyone has to follow them. True. 
True. So yeah. Well, how does that work? Does that work backwards, where a state can have looser, or a city, or you know, county can have looser laws than the state, or is it strictly they have to abide by what the state says? They could, but then you're still in the state, so you like. Oh state, yeah, right. The state, state Trump, agents, right, okay. state police can still enforce That's a good point. state yeah, laws yeah, 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 in the yeah. county. Yeah. I and completely it's, overlooked and it's that. And it's certain laws too. So it's only. So, like, certain laws, you can be looser. You can, like, go against the grain for the state. But once they put that preemption into it, you have to follow it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, it's just kind of like your question you asked, Cam. Yeah, it's great that they have that. But kind of, you know, again, what Chris said, it's just, it's one of those things where it's good when the state is doing things you agree with. But then it sucks when the state is doing things Mm -hmm. you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. You kind of want that. Yeah. You know, your city to have the autonomy to do what it wants because, obviously, it's closer-knit. Right. It's your actual community. Right. And hopefully you can control it more. Yeah, that, I think that was kind of my only – I didn't want to say I'm siding with her, but I think that was my only kind of critique. Not I – I really am trying to word this in a way that <laughs> well, makes me not seem like I'm siding no, with her. But make her sound it just, wouldn't be, though, because <laughs> you think about it, it's our constitutional right. So that would trump everything. It's our human right. Mm-hmm. I'd argue. It but, is. Yeah. But it's a constitutional right, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be even be messed with. In, in right. It shouldn't even right. be discussed. Legally. There shouldn't be concealed carry permits. That's just the state selling back our rights to us. Now, did you guys mm-hmm. want to touch on what's it called? Constitutional carry? Because that, that's been brought yeah. up a couple times now because that would trump everything, right? Yeah. Texas yeah. just um, enacted that, I think, this yeah, year. Basically, you uh, have the right as an American citizen to carry a firearm with you. You don't need to apply for a permit. You don't need to take any sort of special training. You have that. If you are an American citizen, you have that right. Wheels and you, over there. And you have the wow. legal ability to own a firearm. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the only stipulation. Yep, you don't have to have... Yeah. Now, that's been shot down in Florida or hasn't been brought up yet? It hasn't even been brought up. No. Oh, that's wow. not brought up. You, yeah. that, that's that's why I'm saying, like, everybody that, um, you know, and... I, I personally know a lot of our listeners are Republican, which is cool. I mean, you know, I, I think. Or Democrat, you're cool too. Yeah, no, nah, uh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> no, it, it's cool to believe whatever you believe, even though you're probably wrong. But, um. If you don't believe what Nix believes, then yeah. you're probably wrong. Yeah, cause, yeah, <laughs> what I believe is correct. Um, uh, but no, we have a, you know, a lot of Republican listeners and they, a lot of these guys and girls love Trump, or, well, yeah, Trump and DeSantis. Mm-hmm. But the fact that DeSantis hasn't even murmured anything about constitutional carry should be sign enough that he's just another politician. With a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bitch ass mall. I've actually seen, uh, I've seen shirts just recently that say, uh, Trump DeSantis 2024. Oh, yeah, dude. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's vote no on 2024. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I don't want to attack any particular stereotype here, but, like, that, like... Cam's uh, about to say something racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, like, like, how much do you think, like, these, these like, Trump Trumper guys or... How many of them are actually mentally retarded? <laughs> Probably 98% of them. <laughs> okay. And then we just lost all the people who listened. Yeah. No, 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 but I mean, uh, like, how much of them really like look into like some of the stuff we talk about? You oh know yeah, I mean? like, it's more just like Trump. Trump's our guy, you know. Like, let's get the flag. Yeah, it's that tribalism. Let's put it on the back of the boat, and now it's, we're we're Trump people, whatever, you know. 
I feel like a lot of times when I start digging, it just turns into, yeah, well, he's better than Biden. Yeah. Like, well, no that's shit. That's always the argument. That, is, that, <laughs> that makes me so nauseous. That's every, that's every side. It's the lesser yeah. of two evils. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, it's still evil. Is well, it not? You're still okay with some, yeah, some well, degree of like, evil? If you, yeah. if you vote for a third party, you're really voting for the other guy. Or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God. Do you not have any principles of what you believe in? And then your third party. And the answer uh, to that, Cameron, is no. They don't. And then when your third party has Gary Johnson and what's her face on it, you're like, well, don't even want to vote for them either. So (laughs) yeah, that hurts, right? No, but Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. What could have been? Let's speak to that for a second. She played hockey and drank whiskey. She was cool. Yeah, and, and then, then she, she made wasn't. those. Yeah, and then she wasn't. <laughs> and exactly. then she. And then I won't she, go into detail. What she failed. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you want to get uh, into, Cam? No, I, I don't know. Like I, th- that idea of like being like principled in your belief system, especially in regards. Well, I mean, I think it's good to be principled in just about everything you believe. But like in regards to like politics, you know, because if not, you can be very flimsy in like the way you believe, and I uh, and. You know, something that makes me think about this is, is something that, you know, Bookie's brought this up, Chris just brought it up, uh, and you guys have been really good about this. Just like, when you look at something, you're like, oh, I, l- l- I like that, that sounds good, let's go for it. But you have to think about the flip side of it. And so, you have to you have to be principled in what you believe, otherwise, you just very simply become, become sort of just blown away from side to side in the wind kind of idea, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and and you you very naturally fall into the the tribalism like Nick just mentioned, and next thing you know you're this guy or that guy without ever actually deciding who you really want to be and what you really believe. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's a there's a good like uh, exhortation to like hey like decide what you really believe and like stand for that. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the goal of what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to, you know, we at the end of the day, I mean, obviously, we would love more people to become more freedom-minded and, you know, kind of prescribe to more of some of the ideas that we believe in because, I mean, we, we, we believe in these things because we believe that it's it's the most, you know, the, the ultimate form of individual liberty and freedom and i we i think we can all agree that that's like the ultimate you know shining kind of beacon of what you know is going to set us free from pretty much any sort of chaos and wrong that the government has ever you know done so it'd be cool for for more people to kind of prescribe to what what we believe but at the end of the day i don't think you know we're trying to force what we believe on the people we're just trying to get you guys to maybe consider a third not a third option in the sense of like libertarian or anarchism but just kind of just kind of consider a third way of looking at things it doesn't have to be left or right it can be like right versus wrong (laughs) you know like it doesn't have to be like oh a democrat wants to do this so it's got to be wrong or oh a republican's doing this so it has to be right or you know vice yeah i think it's something also like you know all four of us here have very similar i think viewpoints on what we'd like to see and when it comes to the state and how small it should be but i think we probably also have differing ideas of how small it should be and what specific should be like and that's weird to think about too just because somebody might alter oh not alter sorry might be different at some viewpoints of liberty or like where you should be you know i think we're all 
can agree on, I think, no matter where we come from or what side of the fence we're on, politically. We have a new sponsor joining us today. Welcome, LazyFuck. LazyFuck is a groundbreaking service to take all of your worries, assignments, and personal responsibilities away from you. Who wants to be a functioning part of society where your actions have possible fault? I know I don't. With Lazy Fuck, a monthly subscription of 25% of your income and a signature to sign away your freedoms is all you need to get started. Lazy Fuck will ensure everything is taken care of. Forget to water the plants, not your fault. Did your, did your rear end, did you rear end a elderly woman and kill her and her three year old granddaughter? Not your fault. Power turn off due to not paying the bills? Not your fault. No more are the days of personal responsibility of self-improvement. Become a lazy fuck and use code FUCKRESPONSIBILITY for no reduction in the cost, but a complimentary bag of lazy fuck stickers. (laughs) (laughs) And we look at freedom in the sense that, you know, all drugs should be legal. I think that's great. I think that's something we can all kind of get behind and join together. And then some of us may want to be a little more free and kind of continue on the path to freedom in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. And then the ones you want to get off there, that's great. I think we can all agree that's a good thing to have because I think these are things we can join in together in a sense of a a kumbaya. And, uh, again, just, you know, I think if you talk to almost anybody you meet, they want more freedom in their life. And I think from uh, messaging from libertarians and anarchists, uh, probably more from libertarians that uh, you can kind of get more people to kind of agree with you on certain things, and that's better than no one agreeing with you on anything. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think with um, with like the gun rights specifically, um, there's a lot. I mean, you keep seeing this uh, this reoccurring theme where pretty much in every. Every state and federally, they'll they'll be like seventy over seventy percent of Americans want stricter gun laws, and I mean that's that's got to be crap because I, I mean I talk to people of all walks of life that feel that gun laws are too strict, and that um, you know it's it's important for us to to keep our gun rights and things like that even. A lot of left-wing people that I talk to, especially the far left, <laughs> you know, we all know that um, even the communists believe in gun rights. Um, pretty, pretty sure Karl Marx had a famous quote, under no pretext should the weapons be uh, seized from the proletariat or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, something along those lines. Right. So, I mean, even people that we disagree with vehemently in this country still are pretty on board with uh with gun rights yeah um i think it's important that we kind of uh clarify i guess is the best word i can think of what the second amendment is actually about it's not about self-defense it's not about hunting it's not about yeah shooting into the side of a sand berm at targets it's literally about killing politicians and enemies of the state that are trying to oppress you. Yeah. There's that, that that's it. That's, that's yep. literally you. And, and a lot of people, especially Republicans, they try and water this down in an attempt to appease the other side. I, I think at least man, I'm, I could be wrong. 
Um, stop pandering. Stop. Stop with the jokes. Oh, I lost my guns in a, a boating accident. No, you have your guns for a reason, right? And it's to fucking kill corrupt and tyrannical. You know, whether it be politicians or you know wh- whoever it might be, that's literally what the Second Amendment is for. And I feel like the second we stop bullshitting ourselves and we start to realize that and not only realize that but unapologetically promote that idea i think we're just going to keep finding ourselves in this fucking vicious cycle of oh you know we'll you know 4d chess we'll give them this and they'll stay off our backs about this they're not staying off our backs for anything they're coming for it all yeah so i i i pretty much totally agree with you because I, I'm not like a gun person. Yeah, I don't. I don't you don't even own a gun. I don't right? even own yeah. a gun. But my just base, come over when shit hits the fan. Me and Chris have plenty for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, these my guns are right here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh <laughs> shit! Oh <laughs> goddamn! Okay, He's so actually no. holding up his fly rod. Just so you guys know, <laughs> Nikki freed them guns. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But uh, Nikki but, did not free them. But I never have. Like that is the only basis I see for guns. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, you know, hunting and stuff like that. But I don't think about it outside of the right. Second Amendment. That is the only thing yeah. that separates us from other countries that have fallen into these gnarly, gnarly, disgusting regimes of oppression and genocide. That is the only reason we have not fallen into that, where people are, you know, protesting in the streets over, you know, di- various government policies. Right now in Cuba, they're, I guess they were protesting because they're literally starving to death. No, bro, it's about the COVID. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and then it's these they people can't get are in the streets protesting, and they're at the mercy of their government, quite literally, because they are unarmed. And so if the government wants to come out in the streets and start shooting them, there's nothing they can do. They have rocks. That's it. So, but do they get F-15s and nukes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just they made are. Biden un- uh, uh, unintentionally made the strongest argument for privately owned F-15 fighter jets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in, in like uh, when you start talking about stuff like that, like, like oh, could we really defend ourselves against the actual government? And it's like. It's not only that, but, like, if you have weapons and you have to verse the government and they have to kill you and add, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a strong argument about, like, just just having weapons and what has to happen. You know what I'm saying? What actually would have to happen mm-hmm. versus, like, somebody just busting open your door with a M16 and you just being like, oh, I have nunchucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I have to do whatever you whatever you say versus, like, no, you have, like, Whatever, armed militias all over the place, and there's this whole thing where you're just, you know, things like Waco and things like that. But, um, now there's something to be said about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it, the point gets, this point I'm about to bring up gets brought up a lot, and it's kind of memeable now, but, you know, look at the Korean War. Did you say memeable? Memeable. I didn't know that was a word. Okay. <laughs> it is now. It is like now. It. We j- Boogie just invented it. But it's yeah, memeable. Yeah, look at the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Middle East for the past almost 30 years now like we didn't win anything over there we lost in a point to like what we thought we could win Mm. right i mean and what do they have we did the bin ladenites (laughs) bidding yeah yeah we did it we did everything that bin laden 
sought out to com- to to accomplish by involving us in the Middle East. Mm. Yeah. Is uh and, and that it's, I I I don't know if I told you I I picked up uh uh enough already again so I I'm like you know a little bit further into that it's getting really good but yeah, yeah. um yeah that we did that was and he's on recording saying it over and over that he wants the U S in occupying the Middle East to destab to destabilize our economy. And to do his bidding, and that's exactly he, what we did. He wanted to do to the U.S. Empire which what they did is, to the Soviet. What Russia. they did yeah. to the Soviet Empire, and yep. yeah, so it's um, mm-hmm. it's the same exact game attrition. plan, and it's working to a T. Just we're just printing. I mean, look at what we're doing this year. We've printed like thirty three percent of the total money supply in one year. Uh, not this year, last year, and um, it's just a result of all this overextension and um yeah it's it could easily lead to disaster but uh you know who knows how long they can keep the charade going yeah that's we're getting off topic now but we are yeah yeah, back to guns um guns so yeah and and you know it's it's always about uh you know public safety when it comes to guns and gun regulations but, you know, people tend to forget that there's thousands of federal regulations on firearms already, and it's done nothing for gun violence. Would you yep. guys agree with that? I would, ex- I would soft agree. Soft agree. What, what would you disagree with? I would say that the graphs have shown that overall violent crime has gone down quite a bit over the past, I think, was it 50 years? Maybe a little less than that, but I wouldn't say that's only that's because of the laws, right? But you know, you can't see a trajectory down in violent crime. Mm-hmm. So things are getting better, but I would argue it's that's not. subjective, though, right? Because no, yeah. I mean, in some areas, it's like you know, skyrocketing. Yeah, but overall, I mean, I, I like to look at bigger picture stuff. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's because of the federal gun laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, one article I did read, I think it was in the New York Times, and it was from 1987 when the Florida law went into effect. Um, they were talking about how they believed that it was going to lead to higher skyrocketing violent crime in Florida. And they were talking about how they were like keeping a close eye on the numbers and stuff. And, you know, it didn't pan out for them yeah. to use as a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah, I, I guess I, you know, now, now that I think about it, I, I, yeah, I guess I do take back what I said because you're right. I guess over the last 50 years or so, it has gone down. Um, I guess more so the point I was trying to make is that the numbers get misconstrued, right? So mass shootings, for instance, which account for, uh, you know, for the sake of this argument, a statistical zero. And that's what gets publicized the most, Mm -hmm. right? That's true. Right. So, you know, assault rifle, air quotes, assault rifle, um... Murders, I guess, is you know, murders is what? What, what is it like? Point three percent of all gun violence, or something ridiculously yeah, it's, low. It's very low, yeah. And that's like their biggest target. Mm-hmm. It's a military weapon. Yeah, like if it, like, I'm not saying that I want this to happen, but if it really was about saving lives and the public safety, yeah, they'd be going after handguns because that's 
Right. Gang the majority of right. what ho- homicide with firearms are committed with fire or with a pistol, right. handheld, you know, handgun. So, you know, th- this whole this whole facade that it's about safety and saving lives, it's it's bullshit. It's just they want to go after I you know I I, I don't know perceive if, as a more right, useful yeah. weapon. Yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> that's where I was going. A more effective weapon. I mean, if you're uh, an armed populace, you're you don't want to fight the government with handguns. You want to fight right. them with you know. I think, no. I think too. You look Small, at a, yeah. you know that intermediate cartridge and, rifles and AR-15s. visually, you know, it looks menacing, right? Well, yeah, it's that that too. It's, so it's, it's an easy easier target. target yeah. For sure, that's what it is. It's like you can't go after the lever action or yeah. you know. It's a fifty caliber clip, bro. Fifty caliber clip with the capability of dispensing. <laughs> what did that dickhead say? One hundred ghost rounds per hour or some shit. <laughs> but, uh, I, I found this one website. I wish I could remember the name, but it was like gun violence something, and I like gave them that it's all correct information, which I have no reason to. So like every town for gun safety is it that one? No, it's oh. it's like gun violence organization something, and like it like accumulates all this data and. You can actually go on a map and see for last year, like, all the gun violence or gun deaths. I'm not sure which one it was. I think – let's just say gun deaths. It makes it easier. And I think Florida only had, like, 101 gun deaths last year. Huh. I don't know if that's correct. I mean, I'm just trying to remember that. I, it hand. sounds about right. But, like, I don't know. Because, I mean, even, even the number in the entire country for gun, like, violence, if you exclude, you know, uh, suicides and things like that, it's still pretty low. Like it's like less than five thousand. Yeah, I think yeah. like forty three hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll just look, yeah, it look it up while you guys are talking. But what I wanted to bring up after that fact is, you know, I'll bring it before the anarchists do, being more <laughs> libertarian minded. If you're looking at like the grand scheme of things, of you know, this is our constitutional right. If you want to go a step closer, it's our God given right to bear arms. In a society where that's our constitutional right and God given right. And we have to deal with, and again, this is me being crass, a hundred deaths because of that. Is that not worth it? Like, I, like, I guess a better, better way to phrase that is at what certain death range from guns do you stop using, stop, do you give up your right for guns, right? Right. Is it 200 deaths? Is it 500 deaths? Is it 50 deaths? Um, everybody dying. That's the point where I would give up my gun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so in 2019, uh, number of homicides with the firearm was 10,258. Hmm. Oh, we're a little off, but still, I mean, what is that? Off. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't think this is excluding suicides. Right. Yeah. Murder Five, victims by weapons. 5,000 people suicide themselves. Murder so. victims. Were they all listening to Nikki Fried? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no, so, I would commit so suicide I, too if I was like, I, I kind of noticed, like, you have, like, a very, like, utilitarian view on things, which I, I think a lot of times is, like, correct, you know? When you're looking at big picture stuff and, like, how many people really... Excuse me, I was like, that was, like, the, the longest burp yawn ever. <laughs> but uh, how many people are really affected by this and, like, where do you say that's too much or not enough? And especially if you didn't have guns would you know what i'm saying what would be the effect you know yeah like uh, for me it's just a point to like if you're gonna talk about things in the big picture then you have to look at a big picture and then when you do that it has to be crass because you're looking at data at that point and you can't take in single outliers or personal people or you know that's more when you look at communities where like 
you know, if we're talking about like Vero Beach or like Inner River County, then you can be a little bit more like understandable, mm-hmm. get into the, get into like more like touchy feely stuff. But like when it comes down, to, I guess, to the brass tacks, for me, it's just you know, what is you know, if we're looking at you know our second minute right, and it's worth a hundred deaths to me, is that worth it? I'd like there be no deaths, but if that's all we're dealing with. We're not dealing with ten thousand deaths in Florida because you have guns. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that and and and, and to kind of uh, uh, snowball, I guess, off off what you're saying is the uh, National Institute of Justice, the NIJ, they estimate anywhere from 750 to 3.3 million lives are saved a year by defensive firearm use. So what was that 750? What? What? Yeah. What? It, 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 it's an extremely broad range. Okay, so okay. even if you're using, yeah, even if you're using the the lower end of that that um that scale, 750 thousand lives are saved by defensive gun use. It always right. That I mean, I would agree, right? I mean, yeah. so what, what's the alternative? Sure, there's the you know 10,000 people die a year from gun violence. That's horrible. I don't want anyone to die, yeah. right? Um, but What's the alternative? Okay, we give up our guns. What about the 750,000 people that are saved every year from defensive gun use? Now you don't have those guns. Does that 750,000 to 3.3 million, does that now flip into homicides? Like, is that, is that the new number? 750,000 plus the 10,000? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that, that likes, you know, that, that very often gets overlooked when, when people start talking about, you know, guns and safety and people dying and well, I wonder like like because most of it seems like most of the gun violence is like sort of gang related. Is that am I just like no? Out that's one hundred percent. I feel accurate. like that's pretty yeah. much and, like, and that is also something that gets overlooked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh yes. Very there's there's a right. mass shooting in Chicago almost every night. Right. But because the you know air quotes definition of a mass shooting it's specific that it it, it not cannot gang be gang related. related right right so it's like okay there's a there so what is it it's three right three or more deaths Something in a like single that, shooting yeah. is considered a mass shooting unless it's gang related then it's not a mass shooting right why 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 yeah. is it not a mass shooting just because it's related to something right that doesn't make sense to me um and when we were talking about statistics just a minute ago, and there's a few websites that compile gun violence statistics, and most of them are anti-gun. Um, and one of them was the one I mentioned, uh, Everytown, and they're pretty pretty active. I think they were started after the um, the shooting in Connecticut, New, the Newtown shooting, um, <clears throat> where it was like a elementary school. It was pretty pretty bad, but um, the some of their statistics, I mean, you go to their website and they have a map of the U.S. and it shows, you know, what uh, mass shootings happened in the past year. Or I, I think you can manipulate the map to show however many years you want. Um, but the you hover over some of these things and it will show you the details of what happened. And a bunch of them are just ridiculous things. Like one of them was a, um, a security officer at a school, like, was just standing there i guess and some kid like walked up and just like pulled the trigger on his gun somehow 
That's considered a school shooting. And it was like, yeah, school considered a school shooting by every town. Or some guy like kills himself in his car like two miles from the school. In the parking lot of of an elementary school. He shoots himself and then, yeah, that's considered a mass shooting. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. I'm sorry. I said the NIJ before. It was the CDC. Oh, okay. Yeah. The CDC. A couple different letters. Yeah. The alphabet boys. (laughs) Yeah. I I think a question to ask everybody here would be. You know, because I don't own a gun. It's on my list of things to get eventually. Should be the first. When I want to spend money. (laughs) But uh, it's, you know, looking at, because if we're going back to Nikki Freed, damn stuff. um, Dish notes. Yep. You know, she wants to allow it so communities, you know, cities and municipalities can have stricter gun laws. But do they, so do you think the gun laws that are already in, intact are too strict in florida yes i think uh any gun laws too strict yeah (laughs) i don't think there's a single gun law on the books today that is constitutional so i'm assuming you guys have purchased guns legally all of them now like what's your typical like process because they always bring up like what is it you know background checks gun show loopholes yeah gun show loopholes all that stuff well, yeah. the gun show loophole doesn't is exist. A myth. I think we've talked about. Yeah, we talked about it a little it bit. It does not exist. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been to pl- plenty of gun shows in Florida, which you know is a state that's not exactly known for its strict gun laws. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, like we said before, they're basically sponsored by the local sheriffs half the time. Like the yep. you walk in, you you pay your ticket to the sheriff. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the times he's there on like a you know a photo op kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, so it's like. That's that's a load of crap, and uh, for people say things like, you know, there's no age restrictions at a gun show. Like a 12 year old can walk in and just buy an AR. False. It's like, yeah, yeah, you really just don't know what you're talking about, to be quite honest. <laughs> for, for some, that's the dream, though. Well, and that's that's something that's also really interesting is it's the people that are the most vocal and the loudest about gun laws know the least amount about gun laws. Mm. Like Biden the the other day saying that. Oh, well, you know, when the Second Amendment was invented, it had regulations on who could and couldn't own a firearm and what type of fire. That's not, it's not true. Anybody can own a firearm and they can own whatever kind of firearm they wanted, including cannons. So, that, and, and, uh, what was the first ever automatic rifle? The puckle, puckle gun? Pu- yeah, the puckle. Yep. That was the automatic weapon that existed when yep. the Second Amendment was. Yeah, right. it was, a, it was a hand, it was a hand crank automatic. Yeah, Gatling gun basically it had multiple um, rotating barrels. But one of the major things that I think is really kind of a hindrance to the way people view the Second Amendment today is that the wording is a little bit confusing for modern English. Well, yeah, it was right written in the um, 1700s because so it says. Um, what does it say? So the right it, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yes. Yeah, so that's the the last part, but the the first part is uh, um, what is look it for it militia or whatever? Well regulated militia. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, yeah, I love this one. This yes. Is, yeah. So so people will say you know well regulated. Obviously, you hear that in modern parlance, you think it means laws, right? There right. has to be regulations, laws. Well, in the way people that. Uh, Use that phrase in the 1700s. It was it didn't mean laws. It meant in working order, a 
functional militia. That's what they meant. And so what they were saying was that in order for the militia to be functional, to be in working order, they have to have arms, comparable arms to what the government has. Right. Otherwise, they're useless, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If they don't have F-15s and nukes, then how the hell are they going to take on the government? That's the point. That's what it means, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of the people. It's not, you know, a, a militia that's hindered by laws being necessary for yeah. the. It doesn't know. even make sense. It in doesn't. The context. Just yeah. think yeah. about it. Yeah. Just think well, about you got to think seconds. about what what they just <laughs> went through when they wrote. You know yeah. what I mean? The right. the you know the uh, the amendments. They they didn't just get back from hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Think about the context of when this was written and why it was written. It was well, not written. Well, for, so one of the, one of the arguments is like. Well, they didn't have machine guns. Yes, right? they did. Right. Well, right. But I mean, yeah. Regardless if they did or not, that's right. a huge. That's a huge argument. Right. Yeah. But it's like, but that has nothing to do with the context. The yeah. context is: can you defend yourself against the government? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the government you know? didn't have nukes then either. Exactly. So, yeah. so, the, so the, that 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 is that it's falls, the weakest argument. Uh, yeah. It really, it's pretty. Weak. It is. It's it because makes it's no like, sense. It's like when when do you read without the context of what they're trying to say? Yeah. It's very obviously yep. that it's. So you can defend yourself against the government. Yeah. You know, mm. yeah, it's kind of sad. But silly. obviously the public school system is not going to teach you that, right? Yeah. Hey, my public school will. <laughs> I, guess it, I guess it wouldn't be public. It'd be private. <laughs> Nick's private uh, primary school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Sign up today. <laughs> yeah. So I know I brought up earlier. Whiskey in every classroom. <laughs> <laughs> for the teachers, obviously. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. But. uh, And students. Obviously, I, again, I brought it up a little earlier, but. Me- Expand on it a little bit more, just in case anybody who's listening doesn't know, especially me, because I don't know. Uh, what is constitutional constitutional carry? Um, it's been talked about a lot, at least among some states. Yeah, I think the point is that you know they're interpreting the. So as I was just kind of alluding to, is that the the Second Amendment is being misinterpreted, and it seems like it's kind of a purposeful thing, but. Uh, the the so the point is that it's being misinterpreted and the uh, constitutional carry is a way of kind of um br- kind of like instilling the fact that the constitution already gave us the right to carry firearms there's no right. you don't need a permit you don't need you know the government's permission to carry a self defense weapon this is your right as a human to carry a weapon for self-defense. And so <clears throat> I think that's kind of the point of constitutional carry is that they're going back to what the, in their view, and also my view, the um, intended, intended, yeah, the intended uh, uh, effect of the Second Amendment was, was, which is that citizens have the right to protect themselves and, but... You know, as as we said, it's it's not about self defense. It's about shooting, yeah, it's, tyrants it, in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, the people being able to ensure that our constitution is upheld, and so there's a system in place, you know, very last resort system um, that people can arm themselves and you know come out in arms against the government. Obviously, this is something the government doesn't want, but it's uh, it's the reality that 
uh, there's only there's really only one way to stop them from uh, enacting these tyrannical laws and these tyrannical edicts against uh, against people's rights to carry arms, and that's by carrying arms against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, let's hope it never comes to that, but that's the intent. Uh, yeah. So, if, well said. If, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Chris. So, if I interpreted that correctly, so now in constitu- constitutional carry states, you can go up to a gun store and just purchase a gun. Well, it has nothing to do with purchasing guns. Yeah. It has only uh, it only involves carrying guns. Okay, just for carry. Um, and it's that makes speci- sense. I believe it's specific to concealed carry, which is kind of the standard in the U.S. now. Open carries kind of frowned upon. Even, I mean, you know, uh, a lot of uh, gun advocates will say that, you know, you should have a right to open carry. Um, I agree. It's like putting a target on your back. Right. I I agree. You should have a right to open carry. Uh, It's kind of stupid. Um, You're just, you're drawing attention to yourself in more ways than one. You're drawing attention to yourself from law enforcement because they don't know whether you're there to, you know, shoot up the place or if you're just there buying a gallon of milk and you want an <laughs> AR-15 on your back. Just being a cowboy. Yeah, yeah just being cowboy, a cowboy son. out there buying some, some whole milk. Goddamn <laughs> yeehaw cowboy, son. <laughs> We're like cowboy there. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where'd you come in on your horse? So, but And so that's one way you're putting a target on your back, but also if shit does go down, in the grocery you're the first store, target. you're the first person that an active shooter is going to be like, oh, I should probably kill that guy because he's uh, carrying a gun, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, yeah, I think concealed carry is definitely the smarter way to go. But uh, <laughs> And I think uh, constitutional carry is geared towards that, towards concealed carry. Yeah. And the fact that you shouldn't need a permit to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So is there any talk about – because obviously they, some states have gone into the constitutional carry – has there been talk about them taking a step step more and counteracting the background checks or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think there's a lot of um, – I mean, some of the gun rights organizations are pushing back against background checks in a way because it is – I mean, as the Second Amendments are written, there's um, – it's all written. Uh, there's uh, – there's to be no infringement, right? And infringement, you look at the definition of that word, it means any hindrance, like any block to, or any roadblock to owning guns. So, background checks are a roadblock to owning guns, right? Mm, yeah. I yep. mean, I would assume, and this is just me just thinking out loud, that if, say, there was no law demanding background checks, that if a private seller wanted to do background checks, that's perfectly fine, understandable. Hmm. They don't want to sell a gun that could be linked back to them killing kids. Right. Yeah, and that's something that um, even under a system where it's, you know, totally free and you could just walk in, slap, you know, whatever the amount of money is that you need to buy this gun on the table and you walk out with it without any background check, even in a system like that um, – I kind of lost my train of thought there, actually. <laughs> would you think that people would still Jeez. want background checks? Like if oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's what I was getting at, is that even private uh, sellers would want to protect themselves and not sell weapons to someone that could possibly, uh, you know, go out and kill people. You mm-hmm. know, they have a history of violent crime or something like that. Right. If I was a private seller and Are someone came it? in 
that had a felony on their record, maybe I would think twice about selling to them just because that could come back to me. Are you saying it's okay to, to discriminate against them, Chris? Right, exactly. <laughs> I think See, discrimination is okay. That that already exists. So in Florida, you can legally buy and sell a firearm to a private individual without any sort of transfer or, you know, when I say transfer, that includes the background check. When you go to a gun store and you do the background check, the 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 gun store transfers the it's not really a license, but they transfer ownership of that firearm to you. So when I say transfer, that's 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 mm. what I'm talking about. But it's perfectly legal in the state of Florida to transfer a firearm to a private seller with no background check, no anything. The only stipulation is you as the seller can't have knowledge or, or, or rather to the best of your knowledge, this person that you're selling this firearm to can legally own it. That's the only stipulation in regards to selling a firearm privately. But with that being said, there still are a lot of people. I bought a lot of guns this way. There still are a lot of people that won't sell a gun privately to somebody unless you show them your concealed carry. And a lot of the times they want to meet you at a gun store and the gun store can process the transfer and do the background check for them. So even, you know, for instance, like Florida is a perfect example. We still have these laws and people still want to take these extra precautions to, you know, to, you know, kind of alleviate any liability on their end. Now, so, is that where the gun law myth comes from? Because it's a private to private sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's not like... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, did I say gun law? I meant the gun show myth. Yeah. Right. Um, and, yeah, it, it is, uh, in a way, because... <clears throat> but the law states that, you know, you can't sell to someone who's less than 18. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's... So it's the same gun laws that the gun stores have to follow anyway. Yeah. Okay. Even private-to-private sale, yeah. you can't sell to someone who's less than 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah if I, you do, I, then you're liable. Right. For, I, I missed that in um, the... Uh, yeah, like I, I've sold one gun private to private, and the guy, you know, showed me his concealed carry. He showed me he was a private investigator. Yeah, that and also, like, and right. they they have to be a, a in state resident, if I'm not mistaken. You right. can't sell out of state residents. So there's a yes. Florida ID. Yep. Yes, but again, there's no like law that states like I have to see his ID. Like to the best of my knowledge, he lives in Florida, so that's kind of like so. Yeah. So most of the stuff. That people do the extra stuff is just to like protect them, right? And the situation that this gun shows up in a murder case, yeah, and right. they want to be like, you know, what I'm saying they want to mm-hmm. have their own back kind of right. covered there. Yep. Hmm. But but it, I mean, even still, like you know, a lot of people think when you go and buy a firearm and you do the background check and you have the firearm transferred to you, the gun's not registered to you at that point. You as a private citizen and the private owner of that firearm, you if you so choose. If you want that firearm registered to you, you have to go on your own and register that firearm to you. Mm. So the gun isn't registered to you once you buy it. So one. So what? What is the point of registering a gun? It's a good question. I mean, can you carry a gun without it being registered? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, they, I I guess people register firearms to them for that specific reason. If it gets stolen, oh, things okay. like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, or if it's a. Um, federally controlled firearm like a short barreled rifle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, suppressors, um, fully you have automatic to register rifles. it and you have to pay the uh, tax fee to be able to to have that. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's $200. Yeah, they, yeah, there's, I mean, we could go down that path if we want. That'll be a whole nother mm. hour discussion talking about <laughs> how stupid the NFA laws are surrounding restricted yeah. guns, like short-barreled rifles, fully and automatic it, rifles, it's suppressors. Worth mentioning, I mean, just since we're talking about the NFA, <clears throat> it was enacted in 36, 1936, and the tax, the $200 tax... That's remained the same since mm. 1936. So in 1936, that was actually a very prohibitive tax. Yeah, because it was like most people couldn't afford that. Oh right. yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. In but that today, was the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah, today most people can afford that, so it's mm. not as big of a deal. But I mean, there's been a lot of efforts to try and raise the price of that tax. But you know that it's, it's a pretty tough sell in the U.S., even though it somehow happened in 1936. But uh, yeah, hmm. I think that was FDR was president. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the first wheels. Yeah, Ab- hell on wheels. Abbott's coming in next. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Nice. Some of those. I mean, it, it makes no sense that the firearm that you're going to put the suppressor on is less regulated than the suppressor you're putting on it. Oh right, yeah. I mean, yeah. some of those laws are just so ridiculous. And that that's actually another thing that's been um, brought up in state governments recently is uh, <laughs> it's called Hearing Protection Act. Uh, because suppressors, I mean, are really useful in hunting scenarios um, because, first of all, a lot of hunting places are kind of close to some areas where there might be houses and stuff, especially if you're hunting, like, for hogs and things like that. You're kind of, like, in a like a farmland area and there's, mm-hmm. you know, houses around. Um, so it's kind of a courtesy thing on the one hand. Uh, the other thing is for training purposes, um, you know, you can, if you're using a suppressor, you can, uh, you don't have to use hearing protection uh, because it's, that's the whole point of the suppressor. It makes it hearing safe. Yeah. Um, With that being said though, most suppressors still aren't hearing safe. Like there, there, you know, there's exceptions to all rules, but most suppressors on most calibers over basically your average pistol caliber, like I said, some exceptions with two two three, it's still not hearing safe. It's still loud as fuck. It'll still hurt your ears. Yeah. It's extended. It's quiet. Use. Yeah, it's quiet enough that like single shots aren't gonna damage your hearing. But if you're doing successive like full auto shots, you're you're still gonna want to hear or uh, wear hearing protection. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean for. For us, you know, when we're training at my house doing, you know, shooting drills in my backyard, it's it's a courtesy for my neighbors and stuff, just like, you know, using a suppressor because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, blasting their freaking eardrums in their house. But Chris, Nick's uh, over there just... I am, yeah. yeah. Chris, I'm glad you're not my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's closest neighbor's like far, far away. He's at least like 500 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, very good, guys. I don't know. I mean, I, I think know. that was pretty informative for me. So hopefully, everybody else got something out of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we could. I yeah, mean, we, we could, could go like, all day. Yeah, we could really <laughs> get into this, but I don't know. I think that was pretty good just for a general overview. Of, you know, it started with Nikki Freed mm. trying to <laughs> make Freed these nuts. Nuts. These nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, trying to make it so... I'm disturbed by how good you are at that. These nuts. <laughs> These nuts. 
these, these local municipalities to be more strict with gun rights. Um, I think I, hopefully that does not happen. That's what I want. But I also don't want a law on the books to be preemptive. So it yeah. stops local governments from having more autonomy. Um, I guess the not the best because based on what you guys said, it's only worth the carrying rights. But it seems like a, a step in the right way is concealed care or well constitutional constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yep. Florida um, gets on that. I I guess I'll bring up when when we were on the drive over here. I had a a theory that I think is. Oh maybe, yeah, I meant to bring correct. this up earlier. I think it's maybe correct. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good one. But um, so we were wondering, you know, why in the world did they choose the agricultural department to run the concealed carry permits? Um, you know, presumably the agricultural department was a pretty non political office before the concealed carry was in their jurisdiction. You know. Um, and I'm thinking at the time they were probably saying, well, you know, the agricultural commissioner is probably going to be a Republican most of the time. So let's just put the concealed carry under their care so that we don't have to worry about it being, you know, eliminated or whatever. And then, you know, this is what happens when you play politics and then, uh, the opposition party takes control and then there's, uh, nothing you can do about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that sounds pretty reasonable to me. Yeah. 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 No idea if that's true or not. Yeah, it sounds yeah. That's my accurate. theory. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's either that or they just took a dart and threw it at the. Yeah, they were like, agricultural department has nothing to do. Let's just give them something. <laughs> Wait, doesn't she, like, check the All the orange trees are dying. That's <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Yeah. So, closing statements. We'll wrap this up. This will be a, a relatively short episode. Paul, uh, speaking of things dying, like you just mentioned, so Tampa, Tampa Bay is having a pretty gnarly fish kill right now. Welcome oh, back yeah. to Cameron's yeah. Fishing Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that that's that's definitely something in the news. Kind definitely of worth bringing that. Up. You know, yeah. they're having a real bad so, like red tide. Yeah. So in the pictures, April, man, holy hell. Yeah. in April, wasn't there like a couple hundred million gallons of uh, yeah, yeah the waste? phosphate? Yeah, yeah, the phosphate. What was reserve. the name of that place? Shit. I'll look to, it up. Uh, yeah, look it up because yeah, I can't think of the name of it. Piper's Pilly Peppers, I think is what it's called. something similar to that. Peter yeah. Piper's. Peter Piper, pick a, pick yeah, a some like peppers. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that obviously poured a bunch of phosphate into the lagoon in uh, yeah, Tampa, now, Tampa Bay. Recently, past couple weeks, yeah, fish yeah. have just been yeah, again, floating murked. into yeah. the yeah. Piney, Piney oh, point? islands, Piney islands what? of dead Piney fish. Point? Piney Point, yeah, Piney yeah. Point. So that, that sounds like such a clean, beautiful. Yeah, country. but uh, didn't they say that that was like apparently like they they handled that before it got out of hand? Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean a yeah, lot of that got said, dumped right. into the river, though. Yeah. Still, you know, into the into right. The and this was in. Uh, so I mean, they are April, experience, oh, yeah, so they're 13th. experiencing red tide over there right yeah. now, um, and I think the kind of argument was that the algae blooms that were already existing because of the phosphate dumps uh, kind of exacerbated the red tide and just made it even worse than yeah. it, uh, so it's would have tri- been. It, it was, yeah, because it, it's tricky with that because, you know, red tide is like a naturally occurring, like, thing, right? But when you the, – the argument is, like, when you start to pour, pour like, phosphates and extra nutrients into the uh, Tampa Bay or whatever, lagoon or whatever – then when the red, the red, it like sort of, uh, well, yeah, phosphates the, and nitrogen like are feeds like, off of it. Phosphorus yeah. actually and nitrogen mm. are super 
beneficial to algae and aquatic exactly. ecosystems. So exactly. So yeah, but I don't know. Just mention that you know, yeah, because that's a pretty big deal right now. What's happening over there? A uh, lot, a lot of fish being killed, man. A lot of really important fish. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. snook and redfish and tarpon. Like, yeah, tarpon. Some like really. Yeah, I mean, have dolphins protected. Die, you know how do we? Yeah, yeah. but when you start killing fish, <laughs> like, what are you Chinese? Snooking. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I just want to fuck you, Darfine. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, if I was to look at this like more intensely, my thing would be because I feel like in the past maybe twelve years, it's been more in the mainstream to like bring up when these red tides happen and try to try to or appropriately link it to a dumping of minerals. But what about the last like fifty or sixty years? Has that not been a thing? Like, have companies not been dumping dumping into the Tampa Bay or into oh, I'm Lagoon? sure, yeah. But then why? I guess my my thought process would be: Has it been a issue in the past, or is it more more recent? I think people are just more savvy to it now. Yeah, maybe more aware. Of yeah, that stuff. maybe. I mean, I, 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 again, if I care to look into it, that's what I would want to start looking into. But you don't care because you hate fish. You yeah, hate I mean, it doesn't affect me because I, I know <laughs> uh, Piney Point. They uh, you know they dumped a couple hundred million gallons. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but in the past, they've dumped like billions of gallons. Uh, right. Yeah. So they've done more in the past. Right? Yeah. So I, I mean, that would be interesting to look into because I mean, obviously, there are more outlets. Like, I don't know, ten, ten, fifteen years ago, would you log on to Instagram and see like all the fish kills? Well, know? no, because Instagram didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's my true. point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. now, now we're now we're seeing more of the stuff right. you know what i'm saying yeah so, that's that's the same with a lot of you know a lot right. of social right. well social and yeah you know, so the only fish kills and stuff that you would issues. really know about is the stuff that's close to you yeah and you're and you're watershed. oh no, you know? something else that uh i think is worth bringing up just because we covered it in past episodes and i know we've all we've all talked about it uh murdering manatees week. Well, that yeah, you're you're seeing a lot of those reports. We were a little ahead of the curve on that. We're uh, seeing yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, we're not to pat ourselves on the dick, but um, <laughs> you're seeing a lot of you know a lot of reports about manatees really not doing so hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're also, uh, and I know you brought this up, and then I actually I actually read an article today about it. The um, a lot of Indian River County residents opposing. Dump trucks full of sand traveling through their neighborhoods. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just kind of funny how they fight for these things, and then, you know, they have a problem with how it gets done. There, yeah, there were some beach replenishment projects that, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's county sand coming in to replenish their their beaches, beach, and they have a problem with it. And they don't it. let them come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What episode did we talk about that? Uh, four? Five? 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 Yeah. Five? We yeah. talked about beach, uh, Restoration. Yeah, I can right. tell you right but now. But it's just fun. It's just interesting that like that this this is sort of happening because these people are like they have such a strange view yeah, of five. like the world. They yep. just like want to be like they want shit done, but they don't want to see it happen. No, yeah. they don't no. want you know? any inconvenience whatsoever. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most and they what? just want to like live in their house and like. Well, most of them are probably like mm. just do it and like. August and end of July when I'm not here. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like the... Uh, I want it done in four months! <laughs> the big project that's happening on A1A right now, the roadway project, it was kind of, like, opposed by a lot of people on the island for a while because they just don't want the inconvenience of the construction, so... Yeah, there's something to be said when you're, like, 
have a ton of money and you don't work every day and you wake up and do exactly what you feel like doing, when inconvenience comes in, it's like... A real pain in the ass. Yeah, it's like, wait a second, I'm not going to be able to do exactly what I want. (laughs) They're like, could you wait till after I die? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm not uh, judging those people. But Uh, on that note. (laughs) Yeah. I actually wanted to jump back. Uh, What episode did we talk about Critical Race Theory? Was that uh, episode four or three? Oh, good question. That was a while ago. That was a little bit ago. Anyway, I had mentioned uh, a study... And I actually can, I actually, I actually confused, well, not confused. I like merged two studies. So, uh, I just wanted to clarify. So the NA, the NIH funded a study at the University of Sheffield in the UK with help from the University of Delaware, Delaware, where they observed babies biases based on race. They sat babies down and put side by side pictures up with faces of different ethnicity, ethnicity. Whew. Ethnicity and analyze the time each infant fixated on the face over the other. They found that babies as young as three months old preferred their own race over a differing race. The only problem with the study was they used only Caucasian babies, which doesn't allow for the possibility that maybe these babies just preferred what was more familiar to them. Had they done the study with black babies, I'm sure they would have seen the same result. And then the the other study I can you know I said I confused two studies. Robin Bernstein, a professor of African and African American studies and women, gender, and sexuality, Bernstein said that the tests were flawed in that it didn't account for the portrayal of black dolls in America. This is the the classic psych one hundred and one kind of. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, it didn't account for the portrayal of black dolls in American theater and media that dates back to the Civil War era era. Bernstein studied the history of black dolls and found that they were often featured in theatrical scenes of servitude and comic violence. Black bodies, often the subject of this violence, were portrayed as unfeeling to pain. These representations sent the message to children that they should play with white and black dolls very differently, Bernstein said. Thus, Bernstein said, the choices made by the subject of the Clark doll tests was not necessarily an indication of black self-hatred. Instead, it was a cultural choice between two different toys, one that was to be loved and one that was to be physically harassed, as exemplified in performances and popular media. So, yeah, I just wanted to clarify those two points because uh, what I said was not entirely accurate, believe it or not. <laughs> oh. So that that's just a good point to say, hey, Check out some of our episodes, right? We have, we, no, we have a we have a we have a few episodes. If you just started listening, this is your first episode. Go back, take a gander at the old episodes. They're fun, and uh, obviously cover some good stuff. But uh, anyways, we appreciate you guys coming out and joining us today. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good uh, time. Yeah, any yeah. anyone else have some closing remarks before I wrap this up for us? Uh, Old Foresters is very tasty. It's a good whiskey if yeah. you guys are looking for... That's a good, like, every... Well, if you're an alcoholic, everyday whiskey. But that's a good, like, <laughs> casual sipping whiskey. Yeah. What is it, like a $40, $40 bottle? No, a little more. But a little more? Yeah, this is a single barrel. 
Yeah. Uh, single oh, barrel. Single barrel. Mm-hmm. Single barrel. That's like a good, like, get home, after work, beat your wife for a little bit, and then just... Yeah. <laughs> well, probably have a glass or two, and then yeah. beat your wife, and then have another glass or two. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, cool don't worry, guys. We're an entertainment podcast. It's all jokes. <laughs> no, none none of these are jokes. We're serious about everything. <laughs> well... That was it. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, just a couple exciting announcements. Um, we have two plants in our the center of our table that now has... Uh, are you dick? <laughs> that now uh, we have a black tablecloth. We have two plants. You know, the, the, the studio's really, really yeah. taken off. It's, they're all very dangerous plants, too. Yeah. We have, like, a spiky aloe yeah, and things, we have a cactus. Things you shouldn't put around so, guys drinking whiskey. So we're all reaching for the whiskey bottle Stabbing around the cactus. Yeah. It's great. Well, anyway, that, um... Don't forget to share. Yeah, share, like, comment. Uh, I guess you can't subscribe. Yeah, hey, repost our... Repost, right? Yeah, repost our shit, yeah, mother what, what are not, Why are you not reposting things? Yeah, send, send shit out to people. Tell people to listen to us, because we're fucking gangsters. Harass them. You know yeah. Your, you know your grandma who yeah. watches that, sh- that uh, mainstream media? She's getting all the information from that. Yeah. Say, hey, listen to these guys. Yeah. They're Educate grandma. They're understandable. Yeah. Red pill grandma. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute these jokers so I can finish what the hell I'm trying to say here. Um. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for episode eight. Um. We can't hear you, Bucky. So shut up. Um. Just a little announcement. We are set up to start doing live calls, which is kind of exciting because we're gonna try and do some things where we get some local politicians to phone in. You know, whether it be. You know, a little five minute, ten minute interview or what have you. We're gonna, you know, start doing, hopefully start doing some exciting things. Uh, we're looking into some merchandising stuff, so hopefully get some, maybe some stickers, some shirts or, you know, whatever. We're gonna start looking into doing some local things, uh, whether it be charities or, I don't know. We're just looking into some things to, you know, actually make a difference. So, uh, yeah, share our stuff, like our stuff. Uh, it means the world to us. So thank you guys. Bye. Lord, I love you. I wish you only knew. Well, I wish you had a clue. I wish you had a clue, you know. But I'm stuck here in Tulsa with my Oklahoma blues with a pair of concrete shoes that got me sinking pretty low and i would buy for you a diamond or myself some gasoline if i can't afford you darling and i can't afford to dream and is it time i should be moving is it time i settle down Will I sit still or will I feel the wheels are spinning round? The wheels are spinning round. The wheels are spinning. Starting it and then I had to like keep going back and I was like, all right, we need to end this. I know, that was good. That was-